from the Mercy One Studio. Making it personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with a few priests in our diocese who are embracing technology to reach their parishioners. Our guests today are Father Joel McNeil, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Dunlap and Sacred Heart Parish in Woodbine, and Father Mark Neal, pastor of Holy Trinity Parish in Des Moines. But before we get to today's interview, let's find out what's on the bishop's mind. Morning, Kelly. Glorious day here. The trees are flowering and it's a, it's a beautiful day. Do We do feel spring and the nature right. coming to life in many ways. So uh, good to be with you in the Easter season, uh, this most uh, exceptional of Easter seasons that we're celebrating here and trying to, uh, again, uh, delight in the risen Lord, even though we know the challenges that we face each day with discernment to how we are in community as well. So beautiful May 1st day, uh, that uh, day we kind of... Uh, not only the month of May, consecrated to Mary, and we're going to do that at the request of Archbishop Gomez of Los Angeles, who's asked us to reconsecrate the United States, uh, along with our kind of uh, American continental uh, counterparts who've been consecrating to Mary. Uh, it's going to be a, kind of a simul event uh, today for those who wish to have that from 12 noon Pacific time to 3 p.m. Eastern time. So 2 p.m. here in the Midwest, uh, we'll be doing that uh, as well. I'm gracious, grateful to Father Tom Connell, Pastor of St. Mary's in Guthrie Center, who's going to host us at his yeah. beautiful little jewel of a church there, St. Mm-hmm. Mary's in Guthrie Center. And so uh, maybe we'll let Father Connell do the Spanish piece and uh, I'll do a little bit of English. We'll tag team on that and uh, let that roll. Then it'll be a, a beautiful thing. And uh, we'll be live streaming that, obviously, on uh, Facebook Live. Uh, correct, yes. uh, Kelly? Okay. Yes, He's nodding yes. So that's always a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't want her to. I don't want her to be distracted by her dog, you know, right now that <laughs> she's got with her as well. And so uh, uh, we think of Saint Joe the Worker. Uh, we think of his uh, great role in our salvation history as well. But I kind of laugh that, you know, even on his feast day, St. Joe the Worker, he's being eclipsed by Mary once again. <laughs> you know, the preface of the Mass for this day speaks of, you know, how he watched over like a father over your only begotten son who was conceived by the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit overshadowing Mary and overshadowing Joseph once again on this day as well. So how we uh, acknowledge that. So maybe we'll ask our priest guests a little bit in terms of their life of labor and, and love and maybe labor that they didn't love so much if we could ask them about that. So uh, we're conscious that the uh, Governor Reynolds uh, allowing and with respect to the First Amendment this week, uh, the relaxation for worship. Obviously, this has been a uh, uh, heartache for many people not being able to be united with our Eucharistic Lord. And so the four bishops of Iowa did convened uh, by teleconference and uh, with some discernment, just thinking, and again, with other ecumenical leaders that were not quite there yet, uh, both uh, in terms of uh, the medical side of it and then the practical side where, you know, we could easily gather, get ourselves together, but uh, we've got to have to be discerning and prudent and uh, incremental as our Holy Father asked us to be. And so there is that statement that was released, and I have a little reflection on the website. But uh, again, I know that doesn't sit well with some people, but uh, again, uh, out of our common holy intention to commune with Jesus and so how he might come to us. May 1st is also our Holy Father, uh, kind of, you know, our special prayer intention that the Holy Father has for us is for deacons. A deacons faithful in their service to the word and the poor may be an invigorating symbol for the entire church. And so we're conscious of that ministry, uh, not only at the altar and word, but the ways in which you're serving. And I want to especially acknowledge today, 
uh, Deacon William Schroeder, a uh, longtime deacon for almost 32 years, uh, who just uh, died uh, this week on Monday. Uh, he was a father of six, his wife Janice, and a longtime chaplain to Mercy Hospital, Mercy West Lakes Hospital here. A great love for that ministry to the sick. And, and maybe, uh, I don't know, in God's providential love, but he himself, perhaps the first cleric in the state of Iowa to succumb to the COVID uh, coronavirus. So uh, we lifted him up. I lifted him up in my mass this morning. We hold him up. This uh, great servant and noble man in the spirit of St. Joseph, Deacon Bill Schroeder, may you now feast at the heavenly banquet table where you don't have to lift up the cup, but just simply drink from the cup of God's joy and peace in so many ways. May he be blessed and along with his family. So uh, we're grateful to that. And uh, uh, we'll be taking a moment here as we take our little break. Impoverished children break everyone's heart, but poverty seems like such a big problem. What can one person do to make a difference? For 17 years, Blessman International's passion has been to connect the resources of our donors with sustainable programs that impact the lives of impoverished children in South Africa. Our donors are feeding thousands of hungry children every week, providing basic water and sanitation for impoverished communities, and sharing the love of God in practical ways every day. Go to www.blessmaninternational.org and make your donation today. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Oh, I miss you most at six feet apart when you're right outside my window but can't ride inside my car and it hurts to know just how Welcome back. I'm Kelly Mesher Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Our guests today are two diocesan priests who have been embracing technology to reach their parishioners. We want to welcome Father Joel McNeil, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Dunlap and Sacred Heart Parish in Woodbine, and Father Mark Neal, pastor of Holy Trinity Parish in Des Moines. Grateful to have both of you today, uh, busy pastors, uh, and uh, I feel like in the past weeks since all of this broke, I've actually seen more of you at least electronically than I have uh, in the in the six months prior, but uh, appreciate you taking the time today as well. So uh, the way to be church has been uh, transformed in some ways over these six weeks as we've adapted and tried to do so many things. Uh, and I think both of you have been uh, somewhat innovative in, co- in cooperation with your staffs and uh, very evangelical in your own respect. So, Father Joel, I'd just like to maybe start with you, if we could, here, uh, embracing technology after the restrictions down to 10 people and some of your liturgies and other ways. Can you just talk about some of the things that have kind of uh, flourished there in Dunlap and Woodbine? Well, we were caught right in the middle. I mean, we had a, a funeral already lined up for the following Wednesday, Visitation Tuesday, Funeral Wednesday, when the notice came. And this is going to be a large family, large funeral. As a matter of fact, as we were going through, it seemed like each day we were being reduced the number of participants. I think the first day they said we could have 250, the second day 50, and during the vigil they said we could only have 10. This happened during the vigil. We had to gather with the family real quick and say, you know, the governor is just sign this law. So fortunately, we have a wonderful uh, electronic store here in Dunlap called Bonsels, 
um, little plug there, but they deserve it. They came and installed equipment very quickly so that we were able to live stream the funeral. We were expecting 300 people for the funeral, but the live stream, the video has now been seen 2,600 times. In fact, we've done six funerals and those six funerals have been viewed online over 10,000 times. So um, in, in addition, obviously we had to figure out what we're gonna do with masses. And so we came up with the idea of live streaming masses. And uh, with the other things that we have done and put on our, our Facebook page, we have about, I believe it's about uh, 20, close to 20,000 views. So all together in these few weeks, uh, between the funerals and our own Facebook page, we've had close to 30,000 views. For you know a parish's, you know, St. Patrick's, 200 families, the Sacred Heart, 100 families. That's kind of amazing how many folks we have been able to reach, even in these weird It's times. phenomenal. I mean, and so not only across the country, but uh, international, too. Do you, are you able to track this? I, you know, I, other than when people um, kind of sign in or make comments, I, I don't know about tracking it, but we have had people show up from all over the country. That is true. However, that happens. However, they came across these things. So, uh, yeah, we're we're reaching far beyond Harrison County. Yeah, well, I, I know you're really modest, but uh, they're particularly maybe captivated by the priest crooner, right? I mean, isn't that a little bit there? You know, well, you kind of have that you kind of have that Rat Pack thing going there with the hair and everything else, right? <laughs> credit where credit is due. Our secretary had the insight, and she's been very, very insightful. So shout out to Debbie Gall Rush, our secretary. She's been very insightful, in, including kind of personal things, whether I'm reading a prayer in the church, uh, reflection. Um, but yes, she called me over one day and said, we need you in the church now. And I ran over there and she put a microphone in my hand and she said, here, sing this song. And so it was very little rehearsal we did be not afraid and it's been seen over six thousand times <laughs> so yeah i who who knew and and nobody's not been knocking down at your door to try to get the copyright uh, <laughs> residuals on that <laughs> no, I, we haven't made a penny they can have every dime we've made which is okay all right well very good and uh and uh, we'll maybe come back to you here in a moment but father mark neal uh thank you for being with us um were you, am I right to think you were maybe a little bit of a neophyte with social media or was this something that you were going to kind of had a, an alter ego that spent a lot of time there, your, your avatar on, on, on social media? Well, I, you know, when I was teaching, I used, uh, I used uh, technology quite a bit as a teacher. When I taught at Dowling, I was actually the first teacher there that had my own web page to uh, teach my classes with. So it's, it's something I've been interested in, but when this all happened, that just kind of was a nudge. I needed to start doing it as the pastor of the parish, too, just to stay connected. Um, we're trying to do a number of things here, along, you know, of course, with daily mass, like everyone is doing. Um, I do a couple times a week. We do a Bible corner. It's kind of aimed at our younger parishioners. I take a passage from the children's lectionary, and, and we read that and reflect on a little bit, give them some reflection ideas. Uh, you know, we have a video update and a, a written update to the parish every week. I just want to try to keep everybody, uh, you know, up to date with what we're doing. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we started now on Wednesday nights. We have a question and answer period um, where I have kind of a set topic for the first part of it. And people can ask questions about that. And then we have an open forum for any questions they have about the church, the parish, religion, faith whatever's on their mind. So that's just kind of a, been a nice way to connect with the parish too. 
Also, does that remain? You know, we had that uh, little uh, push for civil discourse in the political realm. Has it been civil discourse with the pastor, or do you get some people who maybe have an axe to grind once in a while? Uh, you know, it's been very civil. Uh, <laughs> been, been very good questions. So yeah, it's it's staying very polite right now. Hopefully, it'll stay <laughs> that way. Uh, you know, I've also just tried to do some more lighthearted pieces. We've been I've been sharing recipes, kind of doing some cooking segments. Um, before this all started, I took up cooking as a, a hobby. And so that's coming in handy. I think I may have inherited our uh, parents' skills in the kitchen. I seem to have found that I'm a pretty good cook. Uh, so I've been uh, sharing those. People seem to enjoy that. I think it's a nice diversion for them. You know, it's a nice diversion for me, too, just to do something kind of lighthearted. Um, today, I know we have the consecration to Mary. We're going to do our own here at Holy Trinity on Facebook Live. We're going to do it at 145 so we don't uh, compete with <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but we're going to do our own consecration here. And as it's the feast of St. Joseph the worker, and as he was the protector of the Holy Family, we're going to include him in our consecration also. So a little bit different we're going to do here. And, uh, but we're going to do that on Facebook Live today. And we've gotten that out to the parish. And then we'll encourage them to go to the diocesan Facebook page. I'm not feeling like this is a competition, so we're, we're good to go. Thanks right. for giving props to St. Joseph there as well. But, uh, yeah, so people get to see uh, the human side of you. You're always you're a very down-to-earth, uh, approachable man. You know, we want our priests, uh, seminarians in formation to be men of communion, whose humanity is the vehicle through which God is there. And I think this is something that both of you are showing a different uh, aspect of your profile and, and your personality. And that's been uh, drawing people, obviously, not just to you, but to, to, to God and the church. Do you see any uh, potential pitfalls or any things that, you know, maybe the, the church has to be mindful of or anything that's there? Can we embrace this wholeheartedly or any, uh, any considerations there? Well, you know, one concern is this. Um, I had a person talk to me about all this wonderful content that they're receiving. So there is a bit of a concern, and others have voiced, that this might shift people's perception from community to content. Uh, content is something one, you know, receives individually. So that whole sense of community, there is a concern about that, the reduction of community to simply content. When I heard that, you know, my hair stood up a little bit when they said, oh, I'm, I'm getting all this wonderful content. And so anyway, that's a bit of a concern. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that is something to, to be mindful of. And that's why I think we want to do a variety of things to help people just stay connected, connected to each other, connected to their parish, connected to their faith. Um, you know, I see kind of more opportunities with it in the long run. There are things I think we're doing now that we'll continue to do when these restrictions are over. Um, you know, I, I could see live streaming mass. Uh, when all this is over, we have a lot of people. There are a lot of people who can't get to mass. They're in nursing homes. They're they're not able to. And I think that would be nice for them on a larger scale. So some of these things we're doing, I think we'll probably continue doing at some level. I think they're 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 presenting us with some good opportunities to connect to even more people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I think uh, you know the proliferation of the masses, but that people are are tied to a particular community and not just kind of surfing around, finding a mass that kind of suits them, maybe the music or, or whatever, but that it's, it's these particular group of people that uh, God has allowed us to accompany each other in that way. And so I think a, a very beautiful thing that uh, is happening in that regard. Um, 
yeah, that, you know, you, you know, that we're not just feeding the mind here or, you know, kind of dazzling the senses for a little bit, but uh, that true thing as well. Um, uh, both of your communities are known, uh, very active, uh, social justice, mindful of the, the larger community and those who are most vulnerable falling through the cracks. Uh, uh, Father Joel, again, you wouldn't shine a light on yourself, but there's a very active food pantry in Woodbine, I know. How has that been aided or assisted by your use of technology? Well, I was speaking to the, the director of the food pantry, and I was just asking, how is it going? And the good news is that people have been very responsive. You know, I was concerned about, you know, again, you know, people haven't been working now for, uh, but the bottom line is, uh, she says, people are mindful of us. Uh, food is coming in. Our shelves are stocked. So that was some good news in the midst of all of this, is that people have been mindful of their neighbors. Mm -hmm. Father Mark, any observations? Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're trying to do our part at Holy Trinity. We've had, uh, during this time, we've had a couple of organizations come in. They needed somewhere to put meals together for uh, shelters and for food pantries. They needed kind of a, uh, a place to assemble those. And, of course, using good social distancing measures, uh, we were able to let them use our gymnasium to do that a couple times. I think, uh, you know, hundreds, if not a few thousand meals got together at Holy Trinity to go out to people that are in need that maybe can't get to the grocery store, having trouble just getting enough food to put on the table. So we're trying to help those organizations that are seeing to those needs. Um, you know, our own pastoral care minister, she's doing a great job of just staying connected with our own parishioners too, who are supposed to be staying home now or they're in nursing homes, they're homebound, uh, mm -hmm. but they just need someone to reach out to them. And she's doing a great job of that. And so we're we're just trying to do what we can as a parish and help not only our own parishioners, but reach out beyond that too to the community. So both of you, not only feeding your, your flocks, uh, you know, spiritually, but materially as well. Do you feel yourself either prior to this or in a, in a new dimension uh, being fed or availing yourselves uh, for your own personal spirituality? Or is there a dimension of that, that that's arisen? And could you also maybe, here's two questions for one, not necessarily connected. Uh, this experience of celebrating Mass without a, a live congregation present, can you talk about that from your pastor's perspective? Well, it seems like, you know, we're, we're in crisis mode, and you, you do what you have to do during crisis mode. Um, but I think there's the, the urge to get back to, quote, normal. <laughs> Can't wait to get back to normal. So we've responded to the crisis, um, but I think we all long for quote unquote normal. We, normal isn't so bad. We, we really miss normal. So that's what I'm waiting for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, we're, we're doing what we have to do. I don't really like looking out on an empty church when we're celebrating mass, um, but it's keeping people connected. Um, what I see in the statistics, there are a lot of people that are going to Mass. And what I hear from people personally is they really appreciate it. They, It's not ideal. They know it's not ideal. It's not what they want, but they also understand for right now it's what we have and that we're working to get back. So I, I think people understand that. But, yeah, I uh, like uh, celebrating in, a, in an empty church. That's uh, That's been a little hard to get used to. Yeah. I mean, the mystical body is present, but we, we're uh, incarnate beings. We need that uh, bodily presence of one another to be able to, to do this. So uh, I gave you a little heads up, uh, you know, on this day of feast day of St. Joseph the Worker. 
I mean, you labor very hard as priest pastors. Uh, do you think this is the hardest uh, phase of your many years of priesthood for both of you? Or uh, can you look back on your employment history and see other times where maybe uh, uh, you, it was pretty durable? <laughs> well, you I think it's just a minute ago. It, it's ahead, the Mark. toughest time as a priest, I think. Um, but I was a high school teacher for 18 years, so uh, teaching teenagers has its own uh, set of challenges. There was one job I had over the summer, though. It was a company here in Des Moines that made cardboard boxes and those plastic bags that you get at the grocery store for your fruits and vegetables. I stood at the end of a big machine all day long pulling those bags off of it and could hardly stand up by the end of the day. The machines were so noisy you had to wear earplugs so you couldn't even talk to anyone. And uh, I was glad to have my classroom to go back to in the fall. Hey, hey so that sense of, you know, appreciation. Uh, go ahead, Father Joel. I won't uh, comment. Father Joel, any thoughts? <laughs> Maybe we're kind of a bit frozen there on the Internet right now. Okay. <laughs> so when I was in high school, I detested. Uh, when I was in high school, I detasseled corn. Now, here's the funny thing. Later, when I was the pastor, uh, well, you might have to just skip over me out here in the edge of the county, but I um, was a uh, detasseled corn and later found out that one of my parishioners at Holy Family in Mondaman was the farmer we worked for. So if you have high school employees, treat them nice because they might be your pastor one day. It turned out well, huh? You got that work ethic going. So I think that's a rite of passage for many of us who grew up in Iowa with the detasseling. But it certainly gives us all, I think, a collective respect and uh, even reverence, I think, for those who are working, uh, supply line workers, sanitation workers, those who are doing those tasks that uh, help keep our society and community going. And so uh, we're we're grateful for them and praying for them, uh, whether it's uh, involves a physical labor or other kinds of ways that they, they put themselves out there. So I uh, really appreciate you both taking the time this morning. Uh, God's blessing upon both of you and your flocks. Uh, and uh, Hopefully we'll be uh, gathered around the altar together with our people and as brother priests here sooner rather than later. So thank you very much and happy feast day. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Feels like miles, six feet apart So far, so far but so close like a star Out in the cosmos can touch Welcome back, I'm Kelly Mushroom-Pellis with IAC Moines. Great interview, Bishop Johnson. Yeah, and... Uh... We thought musically we'd be singing six feet apart, you know. I mean, that's uh, not a, a thing that would jump out, but we're grateful to both Father Joel McNeil and Father Mark Neal uh, 
Neil yeah. and Nick Neil. I don't know that coincidence there. I don't think there's any family relation among them, but uh, grateful for what they offered us. So just again, thinking about, you know, the month where we're praying for deacons, I ask our people to pray for the three men from the Des Moines Diocese who will be named transitional deacons, Brad Roby, Jake Epstein, and Reed Flood. Reed was originally going to be ordained this October in Rome with his class at the North American College, but has asked to and uh, received permission to be ordained in uh, here on uh, June 12th. And uh, we don't know what that's going to look like. We don't know how many people will be there. Uh, it's going to okay. be perhaps a sacrifice for their families to, to be able to be part of that uh, as well. So uh, I want to share one little poignant thing that, you know, we think about making it personal with Bishop Johnson, but I opened a packet of uh, letters I received yesterday from St. Albert's School at the Council Bluffs. Love those folks out there, but uh, kind of the students had taken it upon themselves from preschool up through 12th graders to kind of just express appreciation as they are with their local pastors too. So I got to share in that. But one particular note said, Dear Father, thank you for coming to our school. I enjoyed you at Mass. Love, Quentin. Love, Quentin. That unique spelling, Q-U-I-N-T-I-N. I suspect... This is a note from second grader Quentin Brownfield, who died two weeks ago. I don't know all the circumstances of that death, but uh, a very poignant uh, little note of love and solidarity. And uh, I know that community loves him so much and has experienced that loss of this uh, young one whom we pray now. His angel beholds the Heavenly Father's face and uh, consolation and peace for all his classmates with firm hope in the resurrection. Uh, Quentin, we, we lift you up to the Lord. We pray for your parents and, and family as well that uh, you might experience something on that. Uh, and Kelly, just one note before I turn it over to you. Uh, just uh, almost a near tragedy today, you know, after I celebrated Mass early in my private chapel, uh, I was up on the bike trainer and broke off one of the pedals when I got up out of the saddle. I think it's, I think it's time to lay off the jelly beans. You know, I think, uh, it's, you know, it's got to cut down and get outside a little bit more here. But, uh, so what do you have for us culturally? <laughs> uh, well, there is a virtual Catholic family conference this weekend. <laughs> so, We've done so it again. Today. We better, we got our meltdown in last That's an image you put my <laughs> May 1st and 2nd, uh, it's a live free event. So, I'm failing, I'm failing here. So, okay. Conference speakers include Bishop Joseph Strickland of Texas, theologian Scott Hahn, uh, Lila Rose, Matt Fred, and many more. This is a free event this weekend, starts today. Uh, it's called Catholic Family Conference. We've got that. And then um, let's see here. We also have a, a tweet that was put out by um, Father Patrick Hyde, uh, revealed a powerful story about anointing a, dying, a person who was dying from COVID-19. And so he tweeted, yesterday I anointed someone dying from COVID-19. His sheer joy when he recognized my voice was one of the most beautiful and powerful experiences of faith in my life. Father, I'm so glad you're here. Now I can go in peace. This is the power of the sacraments and why I'm a priest. And some of the responses were just my favorite COVID-related tweet ever. Last rites are so important, and so few COVID patients are given this opportunity. Thank you for your service to God and his people. And um, another person said, couldn't agree more. My father passed February 13th. His pastor came in, and the look on my father's face was priceless. To see his priests come brought joy during a difficult time. 
Amen. You know, and uh, and that I think is one of the greatest crosses that people are bearing, family members or priests and people to not necessarily have access to anointing or viaticum, that last sacrament, Jesus Eucharist, with us on our way. And uh, certainly not from any shortage of priests being timid in any way. The priests are chomping at the bit to be present, but respectful of the limitations from uh, institutions and the PPE uh, situation as well. So uh, again, we're lifting them up in that that way. So uh, uh, the month of May, uh, Mary with us, accompanying us all the way. This has been another edition of Making It Personal. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.